everyone, and welcome to the Barbell Mamas podcast. My name is Christina Previtt. I'm a pelvic floor physical therapist, researcher in exercise and pregnancy, and a mom of two who has competed in CrossFit, powerlifting, or weightlifting, pregnant, postpartum, or both. In this podcast, we want to talk about the realities of being a mom who loves to exercise. Whether you're a recreational uh, exerciser or an athlete, we want to talk about all of the things that we go through as females going into this motherhood journey. We're going to talk about fertility, pregnancy, and postpartum topics that are relevant to the active individual. While I am a pelvic floor physical therapist, I am not your pelvic floor physical therapist and know that this podcast does not substitute medical advice. All right, come along for this journey with us while we navigate motherhood together, and I can't wait to get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Barbell Mamas podcast. Christina Brevet here, and today we're going to talk about return to running postpartum. We talk a lot about resistance training, but I know that individuals don't just resistance train and they want to get back to all of these different activities after baby. And there's a lot of conflicting information on the internet. And honestly, there's a lot of things that we're still doing a ton of active research on, but running is one of those activities that has a very low barrier for busy moms that are trying to get some movement in, right? You don't need any equipment. You just need your running shoes. And if you're bringing a baby with you in the stroller, you just got to get outside and run. In the winter time, it was a little bit harder because, you know, depending on where you live, there's snow and ice that are things to consider. Um, but there's a lot of individuals who really enjoy running for the mental health benefits, who are runners, who have goals for running to run a 5K or a half marathon or a marathon. And so there's a lot of questions about what it takes or how we can very easily or hopefully with minimal symptoms return to running. So before we get started on kind of recovery protocols in what we're going to think about with respect to running, let's talk about return to running timelines. So most individuals are going to wait the six weeks to be cleared by their doc. I've done podcast episodes before where I've talked about some of my thoughts around this six-week blanket statement. There is a lot of things, even if you don't feel comfortable returning to running as early as six weeks, which we're going to talk about where these timelines are coming from. Some of that early pelvic floor muscle training, core hip strengthening, getting some of those exercises started in the early six weeks are definitely going to encourage you or get you um, thinking about getting back on the road. So the question becomes like, what is the timeline? This is what people ask. What is the timeline for when I can start running? And of course, my answer is going to be, it depends. And I'm going to talk about what it depends about. But before we kind of go into that, I want to talk about some of the history of these guidelines. So there are two timelines that are oftentimes spoken about when we're thinking about return to running, especially on social media. One is six weeks, which is the amount of time you wait until you get your checkup with your birth provider who's looking for lumps, bumps, or any issues that might be a contraindication to returning to exercise. And then the other one is 12 weeks. When it comes to our research and information on return to running, we have literally seen an explosion 
of information and research in the last five years. And I have a friend of mine, Shafali Christopher, who is going to be coming on the podcast in the next little while, who is a researcher in this space. And we're going to really deep dive into some of the nuance. So I really want this episode to be very broad so that we can kind of get into the nitty gritty details with her. Um, But we really didn't have anything. And that changed in 2019 when Grania Donnelly, Emma Brockwell, and Tom Goon put out a, a downloadable that was the first attempt at any type of guideline for return to running. And in that guideline, they suggested that you wait 12 weeks postpartum before returning to running and then gave some guidelines of what we could be testing as physical therapists to try and see if individuals were ready to run. And this was something that people were asking about so much that it was taken up with unbelievable amounts of enthusiasm and seen as the gold standard. And I know Emma and I know Grania and they're wonderful individuals and absolutely incredible PTs. And they would tell you this is the problem that happened with this about making this the gold standard was that this was a blog post that had a downloadable PDF, like an ebook. And this was not a research study. That was not the intention of it. It was very well researched. And there was a lot of thought that went into what they recommended, but it was not this line in the sand that nobody can return to running before 12 weeks. And the opportunities for assessing different parts of strength training, like they did some single leg squats and some standing on one leg and being able to jog on the spot were some of these kind of a a checklist of items that they had put in this guideline. They were not one of those things that these were the things that you needed to pass in order for us to be super confident that you could return to running without pelvic floor issues. And that's where it became really problematic because it took on, I think, a a mind of its own that even they didn't realize that it was going to have. And people said, okay, then absolutely not. We're not returning to running before 12 weeks. And that isn't true. So when we are looking at these guidelines around, you know, based on how your tissues are healing and based on how we are thinking about the demands on our body with running, we would be doing a research study that looked at rates of pelvic floor issues for those that returned at four weeks versus six weeks versus eight weeks versus 12 weeks. And we would be comparing, you know, downstream issues that may be coming up with these individuals when they're returning to running at different time points and different intervals. We don't have that research. And then the other research study that we were going to do, if we would take this as the gold standard and something that applied to everybody is that we would know what the risk was for pelvic floor injury. If you had all of these criteria met versus if you didn't. And so that wasn't true either. So we don't have any of that information And what that means is, is that this 12 weeks, just like the six week blanket statement of don't do any exercise before six weeks, isn't really founded on anything. The 12 week mark isn't either. It's a, here is my kind of clinical guess based on my experience 
of where I think individuals should be. It's not every individual needs to be there at 12 weeks. So there is not a right time for when you can return to running. There is a right time for you. And I'm going to talk about those factors. So we now have research studies that have looked at elite level athletes, those who would call themselves a running athlete, and they have gotten back to running as early as four weeks postpartum. And many of them are backed upwards of 75% of their pre-pregnancy running volume between 14 and 16 weeks. So we have individuals on both sides of the spectrum where we have some individuals who are going back to running very early and some individuals who are having a really hard time returning to running. So what are some of the factors that might make it so that you are a person who feels good running at six weeks versus somebody who may need a little bit longer or more recovery time before they feel really good and supported returning postpartum? So some of the factors are related to your labor and delivery. And that can be the type of delivery that you had, right? So if you had a vaginal birth, you are more likely to have feelings of leaking or heaviness versus if you had a cesarean birth. The type of recovery that you are having in the postpartum period. Many of these things are also outside of your control. So if you are eating enough, that's one of the things we can control. That can be a way for us to get better recovery in that postpartum period. But how much you are sleeping is decided by this little baby that now dictates your life. So if you are sleeping less, it may be harder for you to return to running because you aren't able to recover as well because you're not getting as much rest as somebody who has a unicorn baby, because I do not have these babies who are sleeping through the night at six weeks. Both my kids didn't sleep through the night till a year. And so I knew that I wasn't at a good amount of recovery compared to somebody who was sleeping through the night. So I just had to take that into consideration with my training volume. Other factors are things like if you were a novice runner, right? If you were a person who doesn't have a ton of training volume before you got pregnant and individuals who, if you were running during pregnancy. So these risk factors um, were identified by Shafali Christopher, who's a researcher in return to running as a risk for injury when you are returning to running postpartum. So if you had a vaginal delivery, if you are not sleeping well, if you were not running during your pregnancy, and if you were a person who hasn't done a ton of running, there is a bit of a higher risk of pelvic floor issues with running. Does that mean that you shouldn't return to running? No, but for individuals who have some of these factors, who their baby isn't sleeping well, they're kind of a newbie runner, I'm gonna progress your running slower than somebody who is running right up until delivery and then wants to get back to running four weeks postpartum because they haven't had that period of time where their body hasn't been used to the impact and um, the amount of stress on the body with running. 
So when I think about this, it, it makes a lot of sense, right? Like if you were a person who is right now not pregnant, or you wouldn't call yourself like newly postpartum and you are not lifting weights right now, I would not tell you to one rep max your deadlift. It probably wouldn't be a good idea for you to be one rep maxing your deadlift. So if you took out running in your pregnancy at 12 weeks, and now you're six or eight weeks postpartum, you want to return to running. I wouldn't tell you to go from not running for the last seven and a half months to running a 5k because your body wouldn't be ready for it. And I'm not just talking about the muscles around your vagina. I'm talking about your ankles and your shins and your knees and your hips. Like your body needs to get used to impact going through the joints of your lower body and your pelvic floor when you're returning to running in the postpartum period. And one of the things that these risk factors talked about was that not only is at risk for pelvic floor dysfunction, but one of the biggest things that is happening to our mamas who haven't been running and they, their body isn't used to impact is that postpartum, they get flare-ups of cranky joints in their lower body that are not their pelvic floor. So they're getting their uh, ankles are feeling sore or they're getting shin splints or they're having some anterior or front of the knee pain. And those are things that we want to be considering too. And so when you are going to return to running is based on how your recovery is feeling, how you are doing and what you want to do. So if I have a person who is six weeks postpartum and they want to start thinking about getting ready for running, then we're going to start at six weeks. If you are a person who wants to wait until 12 weeks, then we're going to wait for 12 weeks. So we're going to have those conversations together. And then we're going to start going into what do we need for your body to feel really good and ready for return to running. So the first thing that we're going to talk about, if you are working with me, the first thing we're going to talk about with return to running is your mindset. What can happen is that individuals can be in this all or nothing type of mindset when it comes to running. My doctor gave me the six weeks clearance. Now I'm going to go and run a 5k, right? That's going from zero running volume to 5,000 meters of running. And what I talk about is that one rehab is not linear. You're going to have symptoms that are up and down. Two is that when we're thinking about returning to running, we're thinking about getting your body used to that impact again in the postpartum period. And that means that it's not going from zero to a hundred when it comes to running, but we're going to take a very gradual and stepwise approach into your running routine. And so if I am working with you early postpartum, I am usually getting you started on walk run intervals. Fun fact, the couch to 5k, I didn't know this. Somebody told me this at one of our courses, the couch to 5k program was originally meant for a postpartum return to running protocol, which is epic and so cool because it is a great way for you to get started. It's a free app. And it starts with, you know, 30, I'm not sure what the first day is, but it's like, it's a very low running interval and a walking interval. And so the idea is in those early runs, we're trying to get a feel of how your pelvis and your lower body is going to respond to running. 
just like when we're talking about returning to lifting postpartum, where we're going to start with a linear periodization of an empty bar and add five to 10 pounds, those early workouts with the barbell are not going to be hard on your quads, but they're going to be hard on your pelvic floor. And the idea is we're doing progressive overload to your pelvic floor so that, you know, when you're in that 12, 16, 18 weeks postpartum, now your pelvic floor is ready and your quads and hamstrings are starting to feel this too. It's going to be the same thing for return to running from your pelvic floor versus your legs and sometimes your heart, right? If you're somebody who's very like cardio conditioned, when you are thinking about returning to running, those walk run intervals maybe will not feel like you're getting that runner's high that you so desperately are yearning for. And we really want to get you back there, but we want to do it in a really intentional way. Um, but your pelvic floor is getting that progressive overload to intervals. Where we start to push is we start to, you know, gradually increase the amount of time that you're running or decrease the amount of time that you're walking. And we can do that in a very systematic way. And then we can kind of test out how long you can run before or if you start feeling any symptoms in your pelvic floor, in your legs. And so I have done podcast episodes before, and I really want to bring this point up is as you're going into work run intervals, I am not afraid of your symptoms. So if you are starting to feel like you might pee or you leak a little bit, or you're feeling heaviness, that is not something that I'm afraid of. That is something that I am paying attention to you too, because that is your threshold where your pelvic floor, which is still recovering from birth is starting to fatigue. And that fatigue is okay. We actually want to push into some of that fatigue because our muscles get stronger by loading them. And our pelvic floor is no different with running. We're kind of thinking about endurance and impact, but for barbell training, we're thinking about absolute amount of weight on the bar. So if you are going through walk running intervals, know that when you are pushing into, you know, lengthening the amount of time that you're running to walking, you're going to get to a point maybe where you start to feel like, okay, if I run more than a mile and a half, now I'm starting to feel like I might pee. Great. That's great information for us to know, because now we know kind of where your threshold is. Or it can be that I can do one minute run, one minute walk intervals for 10 rounds. But when I get to the 11th one, I start to feel like I'm going to pee on the run interval. Or I start to feel heaviness in my legs. Or I start to feel like my shins are starting to bother me. And that is where those thresholds are. So when you are returning and you are going through these progressions and you bump up onto symptoms what are we going to do? The first thing I'm going to tell you is that I am not going to tell you to stop running. The only time I might bring your impact down for running is if we have coached your running technique and we have not been able to change your symptoms, or if the first step you're taking with running is causing you to leak, because that might mean that we might have to do some strength training or some impact readiness work um, before running can be something that you can enjoy because so many people, they just don't want to pee the entire time that they're 
they're trying to go for a run because it wants to be a relaxation thing. It wants to be something that we are enjoying doing and it doesn't feel like great if we're peeing down our leg. So what happens when we start bumping into these symptoms? So we're going to do two things. The first thing is get someone to record you running. This is where treadmill running can be helpful. Um, and where we will want to take some of these videos, you can't do it outside if you don't have a treadmill available to you. But if you are coming into the clinic with a pelvic floor PT, we could also get you to run and see what's going on. So if you are leaking, the first thing we're going to do is look at factors related to you running and try and see if we tweak them and coach them. Can we change when you start to feel like you're going to leak or can we remove the leaking feeling altogether? So what are things that I am looking for, for a person who is leaking with running? One of the first things that I'm looking for is how loud are you when you run? If you are stomping and you are very loud with your feet, then you are putting more impact through your pelvic floor. And if we think about quiet steps, that is a great way for us to bring down that impact and help you feel um, maybe feel a little bit less through your pelvic floor. So when, that's one of the things. The second thing is, are you really arched, right? When we are pregnant, we have this big baby belly out in front. So we tend to be in a little bit more of an arched to low back position. And that can stay in the postpartum period, or we're trying to slow ourselves down. So we can be in this bit of an arch position that changes the way that the pelvic floor can contract. And so if I get you to bring your rib cage down over your pelvis, is that going to help with how you're feeling? Some people might try and do a little bit of a forward lean that can make you speed up a little bit. And so that might not work. So you can play around with does forward leaning help. If I just think about bringing my ribs down over my pelvis instead of leaning forward, is that going to help? Those are like ways that we would try and manipulate like your running or change your running cadence to see how uh, your running style to see how you are feeling within your pelvis and, and within your legs when you are coming back to running in the postpartum period. The third thing I'm going to look at or kind of speak to is that you do not want to be kegeling the entire time you are running. It is exhausting. We don't need to be kegeling the whole time. And I want you to not think about having an active contraction of your pelvic floor when you are running. The same thing is true with sucking in your belly. I don't want you to be sucking in your belly when you are trying to run because it's really hard to run like that and get good movement of air in and out of your belly. So we're not kegeling, we're not running. And that's kind of number three. So the fourth thing that's going to help with the pelvic floor contraction is being very intentional about your breath. As we start to sprint, because we're trying to go faster, we're going to start holding our breath a little bit more, um, at least transiently, like kind of um, on and off. And so are you having good breath in and out um, when it comes to your running cadence? And that can be hard when you're dying running like that's me. But um, something that I'm looking at is what is your breath doing? And if we change a little bit with your breath, is that changing how you are feeling? So those are four areas that I will look at. And then the fifth and final one is cadence. So if you are running too slow, 
it can make you overstride, not too slow, but your feet are moving too slow. It can make you overstride, which can put different forces through the pelvis, or it can make you not be underneath your feet, which can change some of the stomping feelings that you're having through your pelvis. And so I will try and get individuals in this like 160 to 170 beats or steps per minute, beats per minute. I'm talking about music playlists, uh, steps per minute. And I will see if we can, you know, change how much, like the size of your steps when you're running. Um, and if that feels good for your pelvis. So those are the things that I'm looking at. I'm looking at, are you stomping? Where is your rib cage? Are you kind of in this arched position? And can I get your ribs over your pelvis or do a slight forward lean or not? Kind of play around with your trunk mechanic. Are you trying to Kegel or suck in? That is something that we want to avoid. Are you getting good breath in and out? Are you being really intentional about your breathing? And then can we manipulate your cadence? And is that going to change anything? So before I start taking anything away or before I start changing any of your training, if you are leaking with running, I am going to look at how you're running. And I'm definitely going to try and look at how you're running when you're tired, right? Because you may be doing all of these things. And then as you get tired, you start to arch your back more or you start to get heavier because your core is getting tired. And so you're starting to stomp your feet more. And so looking at, do you see any of these changes happen to you when you start to get tired? is something that we can work through because then as your body continues to get stronger and you start to recover more and more postpartum, you'll be able to do more of these things and it'll feel really good. So the first thing I'm always going to do is coach first. So if anybody is going a knee jerk reaction, taking things away from you without looking at how you are doing them at what point you are having your symptoms, then you want to continue asking questions because if we can coach, change a coach, uh, coaching thing with your running, we can take, maybe you're leaking instead of leaking at a mile, you're leaking at two. And then from there, once we kind of cleaned up some of the, that technique stuff and we played around with your technique and we found what works for you the best, then the next thing we're going to do is figure out where your threshold is. So if you're leaking at two kilometers, then I might get you to do intervals of 1600 meters. I'm like flipping between the metric system and the um, like miles and kilometers. And you know, if you're coming at that at two miles and I might, or two kilometers, and I might get you to go 1.6 kilometers and do intervals there, do a rest interval, and then go again and kind of build up your capacity of your system before then testing again, where you're having that leak point. So those are kind of a lot of the principles that we use in, in a lot of things, right? Like if I'm doing your strength training progressions, those are the same things that I'm doing. I'm taking a look at your technique, making sure that your technique is clean. And then we're working on accumulating volume with your body subthreshold. What else we're going to do to support your return to running is make sure that we're working on your core strength, your pelvic floor strength, and your lower body strengthening routine in order to make sure that your body is strong enough to be running, right? When you are strong through your core, like, I don't know if anyone has ever done a sprint workout. And all of a sudden the next day, they're like, why is my core so sore? And it's because as we start to run faster, our core muscles kick on more because it's that same pressure in our belly that we talk about with lifting, that we have to tighten our belly more to lift more. We have to tighten our belly more to run faster. So it's really all kind of the same systems. 
And so we might have to do some pelvic floor muscle training, some butt strengthening, get us into some squats and lunges and deadlifts, do all those beautiful lower body strengthening exercises in combination with our running to have our body feel strong to handle the running volume that we're getting our body back into. One thing that really sucks and get it been there is that we decondition a little bit during pregnancy, right? And we have to, we have a baby that's growing. We want to support that little babe. Um, and even if we're, you know, keeping up with a lot of our stuff in the gym, that recovery period is necessary early postpartum. And so we're not going to be doing as much activity. And that means that we have to, you know, gradually come back after a period of time away. If you've had any other injury to your musculoskeletal system, it's the exact same thing where we have to take some time to be really intentional around returning to activity in the postpartum period. So where you're getting at from here is like now the next step of like, you know, how fast can I progress this? really does depend on you and those factors and how much you want to be running and what your goals are. Everybody's rate of progression is going to be slightly different. Um, but you know, having some of those buoys where, you know, what you're looking for, um, you know, what are symptoms to look out for and what we're going to do if we experience some of those symptoms are kind of some of the framework considerations that we have when we're thinking about returning to running in the postpartum period. The last thing I kind of want to highlight a little bit is that when you are running with a stroller, it is different than running without one, obviously, because you're pushing the stroller. But the, the part on the body is that it is like a sled push versus walking. There's a resistance on your body when you are using a stroller and know one, that it is harder to run with the stroller, but two, there's a lot more demand on your core and your pelvic floor as well, because you are pushing against an object. So the amount that you're going to be able to run potentially before kicking up into some of your symptoms would be less with a running uh, protocol with the stroller versus without. And so be patient with some of your expectations um, and, and recognize that, that that's going to happen. And, you know, some of our guidelines, um, you know, uh, Grania and Emma had talked about, you know, waiting longer, but I don't want that to be a barrier for you exercising. I just want to kind of recalibrate your expectations. If you're running postpartum with uh, a stroller, just that, you know, it is tougher on the body. So your endurance isn't going to be as strong, um, especially in those early kind of days where you're returning to running with, with that stroller. All right. I hope you found that helpful. Um, I am definitely going to be on Shafali about getting her on the podcast. She was really, really busy. She just published a bunch of uh, Delphi studies on return to running postpartum. So I won't get on her about getting her on the podcast. Uh, we have a couple of guests lined up. I told you that I was going to be, you know, you guys are probably sick of me going solo. So um, it's just been, I have traveled a lot over the last uh, five weeks. I have been in Raleigh, North Carolina, Greenville, South Carolina, Bellingham, Washington, and now I'm in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Um, so I have been on the road a lot since uh, the beginning of 2024. So um, I will get on my stuff when it comes to getting these guests on the podcast. 
Um, but I'm going to go into a bit more postpartum um, episodes because I've done a lot on pregnancy. That's where my research is. Um, but the postpartum return is really important too. So excited to have um, these episodes coming up and some of our guests. I'll uh, Shivali is one of them, but I'll, I'll keep you in the loop of who's coming out. Um, thank you to everybody who has reached out about our research studies and really pumped about some of our stuff coming out. So um, we're still recruiting. If you have any questions, let me know. Otherwise, have a really wonderful rest of your week and good luck with returning to running. Let us know how it's going. Uh, have a great week and we will talk to you all soon.